0: Hi, welcome to episode 88 of Talk About The Passion. It's been a while since a new episode of this has come out, uh, and I'm actually re-recording this introduction because I was literally just about to upload this and was re-listening to it and noticed I had made a huge mistake in the intro here, so yeah, out of practice. Anyway, uh, my guest today is Tony Erba. I met Tony in 2015 when my band with longtime friend Al Quint did a reunion for Al's birthday, And Tony's hardcore band, Fuck You, Pay Me, came and played along with us, Drop Dead, and a couple others. We became friends on social media, and if you're friends with uh, Tony on Facebook, you know he's one of the funniest guys on the planet. And furthermore, has a wealth of knowledge about music that runs the gamut from hardcore to Zappa to obscure bands from his hometown of Cleveland uh, to Boogie Rock. Tony's probably best known for the punk and hardcore bands. He's been in, like, Face Value, Nine Shocks, Terra... Um, how's that Boston accent? Nine Chucks Terra. There are some amazing interviews with him online and in the podcast world. I'd I'd highly recommend the uh, him on uh, turned out a punk, uh, where him and Damien get pretty deep. One of the purposes of this podcast is to talk about people's passions. So when I see uh, Tony talking about hard rock music online, I know he has a deep love for it without a shred of irony. I love it when people talk about music with no irony or guilt. That's you know that's not my deal here. I'm not on here to talk about certain bands with like a wink in my eye. You know ACDC's uh, great, but uh, you know the lyrics are corny. You can just like ACDC and just because you like them. And that and that's kind of what I was hoping to talk about on this episode. Uh, although some most of the people I have had on here in the past come from the hardcore scene. Uh, I do as well. But it's always refreshing to talk about stuff outside of that world. This is the first, and I hope, uh, you know, a bunch of new episodes with this theme, which I guess kind of goes back to the one I did with uh, Drew Stone, where we talked about him being a deadhead. Tony and I have a, you know, had a pretty loose conversation here about the area he grew up in and, you know, what the music world was like back then. Uh, There's definitely more Ted Nugent and Peter Frampton here than, you know, Minor Threat and Agnostic Front. With that said, though, I will let the episode speak for itself. I had a great time talking to Tony. He's uh, hilarious, a great storyteller, and, uh, you know, the down-to-earth type of uh, person I love having on here. So here we go with episode 88, Sins a Good Man's Brother. Thanks for listening. So I am here with uh, over the phone here with uh, Tony Erba. How you doing tonight, man? Hey, how are you? Very good, very good. And uh, you're outside of Cleveland, or that's part of Cleveland, Parma, right?
1: It's in an inner ring suburb. Yeah. In a, a suburb, but it abuts Cleveland. So, I mean, if I drive not five minutes down the road, I'm in Cleveland.
0: Right. And you and you grew up there?
1: Pretty much, Uh I wasn't born here, but, uh, I was a military brad. My, I was actually born on a, on a army based in Kansas. And then, uh, there in Berlin and then back to Cleveland. And then back been here ever since. Never had the bells to leave. Nice. You know, I had opportunities.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and what kind of, what kind of town is, is Parma? It's like a, it's a suburb.
1: It's a, yeah. It's a, like I said, it's an aging inner ring, bar, uh, burb that, um, it's a very nice, I mean, it's, it's starting to show its age and the demographics are changing and there's a lot of closed storefronts, um, but I think that's uh, endemic uh, across America. But, um, so Parma was kind of the more like um, solidly blue collar middle class. There's some areas that are upper middle class, some areas that are, that are lower middle class, but basically we uh, here in Parma, It was the largest suburb in the states. I think it peaked about 100,000 in the 70s. But um, we're the sons and daughters of uh, Ford workers and and, uh, shop rats. And uh, uh, like my father owned a barber shop, several barber shops, and I ran a barber college. Whereas, like, um, and and we're the south, we're like the west side of Cleveland. Cleveland is divided into. East and West side. Right. And then the South, the South side is like ba- basically burbs and then, you know, going into Medina County. Uh, and there is no North side cause it's the lake. So the East side, like, uh, Cleveland Heights, for instance, is like more like sons and daughters of, uh, professors and lawyers. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, there's more, a little bit more cultured, more, uh, you know kind of like a john hughes uh movie type kids there <laughs> yeah. whereas we were like like you know like we were the john benders of the john hughes movies <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then like the east side was like the molly ringwalds
0: yeah stuff. yeah exactly yep so you got those cigarette burns in your arm for yeah paint in the garage and, yeah. the, and that kind of thing. yeah
1: like a uh, partying in the woods you know, that's
0: our people <laughs> yeah yeah we had we had parties in the woods here and i remember there's a, a famous uh cop in a town called, that was named Mike Pitsy. And he, um, uh, this was an alleged thing that he showed up at a keg party. There used to be a, on the golf course, Hill 16 was where kids would party. And he showed up there some <laughs> one night and shot a keg, which I, I don't think is true. Ah. And, the, and this same guy, years later, um, me and my friends were skating in a um, tennis court near the high school and this is like the height of my punk rockness and uh he showed up and you know you faggots think you're fucking cool and blah 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 and this and that and then <laughs> you, you know years later I, I were I'm working at a supermarket like a small little supermarket and I would on Mondays I would clean the meat locker and one four, and around 4th of July people would come in with these big orders and he came in there one day and ordered all this meat for like his 4th of July picnic, which I assume is going to be a bunch of cops. And I saw his order in there so I, I opened one of the <laughs> things of steak tips and dunked it all in the uh, mop bucket and uh, rewrapped it. So.
1: Oh! My- <laughs> oh! You fucking sadistic. Well, that's better than I thought. I thought there was going to be a you know a fucking jackoff story here. You know, like you gave the fucking special horsey sauce. But mop water will uh, do. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but anyway, uh, so how did you find music in in Parma, and, and you know how old were you when you, you started getting into to music? Well, poultry
1: culturally. culturally God, I can't even talk. It's kind of like a backwater uh, town yeah. uh, in the 80s in a lot of ways. You know, we Parma is known as White Sox and Pink Flamingos on the front lawn, right? You know, mm-hmm. Parma Polox was always a running gag. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were kind of like a little like, you know, like, you know, a uh, guy, oh, he's from Parma. Oh, Stosh from Parma, right? You know, like <laughs> right. uh, DPs, a lot of DPs here. And uh, um, so... I say that, but there is a lot of famous rockers and, 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 and musicians from here. Ben Orr from The Cars. Yeah, yeah, I uh, saw that. From Parma, yeah. uh Parma, uh, John Pekovich from Death of Samantha, Steve Wainstead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a long-running uh, college radio uh, show. Uh, all the New Bomb Turks guys. Yeah. Um, et cetera. But anyhow, we weren't exactly, like I said, we were always a little bit behind the times here. So, right. Hard Rock Boogie Rock uh, ruled the day, um, as opposed to the East Side, where these kids are getting into, uh, you know, punk and post-punk and new wave fairly early. Um, you know, feathered hair uh, and flares are still in yeah. into, into uh, the early '90s. Yeah. Um, so I got into it just by being a, a schlubby kid who was. I liked sports just like the next guy, but I wasn't particularly good or athletic at them. Right. And, uh, I liked, I, from a young age, I was obsessed with the music, uh, AM radio and listening to my parents, 45s. And yeah. I just wanted to, you know, I loved, I loved pop music. I loved rock music. And I wanted to, uh, I was always looking for something that, like, was, was a little bit heavier and harder. And then, uh, just like anyone else you know, ended up discovered a record. Oh, there's a record store I think that the first record I bought like with my own money was with more than a feeling oh, nice. I remember because you know the bicentennial year everything was bicentennial Bicentennial yeah, uh, you know, so like you know, and then uh, I just liked what you know bands I'd hear on the radio and it wasn't really it Certainly didn't pop out of the womb with a KSUK 7-inch <laughs> right. I just it got like hard rock and and then in my junior high in the library there was this book called the book of rock and it was a uk book And it was like a big like coffee table book and right. they had all these pictures of bands that were like i never heard of mm-hmm. but these guys had like s- they looked scummier and right. like like they're like the pictures of these g- bands were like scummy greasy stringy hair. right you know like status quo and these stacks of mismatched stamps i'm like mm-hmm. oh my god i got these Records are fucking like totally killer, and then just one thing led to another. Bought a couple of Who records, and you just uh, like stick, you know, just kept buying boogie rock records and yeah. delving further, deeper, deeper into it. And uh, it just like everyone else, go to the record store, or ask, you know, ask around. Some kindly clerk will say, "Oh, you like that kind of stuff? You ought to hear this." Right. Yeah. And so start going to metal shows and mm-hmm. there. 84 or so, mm-hmm. pretty much metal. 84 and 85, then metal. And then I think the first punk show I went to was a local band like the Grim. This being Grimace, yeah. I just saw the guy from Grimace today. Oh, nice. And then like, you know, one thing led to another. The Guns, and then all of a sudden, holy shit! There's local bands that I can go see. That it's not like some un- untouchable, unreachable thing that only exists in black and white. A fancy, yeah. And some of these clubs are close enough somehow to Parma, they're like I could ride my bike there. So Right. A lot of stuff I didn't see, but a lot of stuff I did just simply because I could ride my bike there.
0: Yeah. And and did you do you remember the the first sort of big show you saw?
1: Uh I mean I went to like share the kiss yeah. and stuff like that. But then like the first like real street level show I saw was probably like this band grimace yeah. and domestic crisis yeah. at the holy Family gymnasium yeah. oh nice but they were for real bands they had like demos and played like like fucking domestic crisis open for like daglo abortions and oh, nice. scum from Montreal and the adolescents and then and like grimace had like demos and played jB's down under in Kent which was right. like a for real yeah died in the wool punk rock club you yeah
0: know? I know that was always cool when you when you, you know when you did discover punk that you know you're like oh these guys are hanging out <laughs> on the stage now and I can go over and like say hi to them you know it's not like
1: yeah you know, and they're cool dudes they're older dudes by maybe a year or so but they're not inaccessible right you know if right. they were like the older punk bands in Cleveland like these grizzled dudes like the plague and yeah, and yeah. uh guys like that you know they were heavy dudes yeah those guys fucking lived downtown and and went to the plasma bank three times a week and (laughs) they were like no fucking way am i going to talk to fucking duke from the plague that guy (laughs) will fucking like rob you you right yeah yeah
0: (laughs) and those were sort of like the fans of of the boogie rock and and rock and that kind of stuff was uh you know i loved that music as a kid but the older guys that were into that I, were, I was always kind of terrified of because, you know, it was like the the guy with the zigzag rolling papers tattoo or, you know, whatever, and the sleeveless Totally. Shirt the, the bud man dude, those guys shirt. were Those
1: guys were fucking heavy guys, man, like the pagans. Like, yeah. dude, those guys were like heavy motherfuckers, you know. Yeah. no way am I going to roll up to these guys, you know. i like, <laughs> yeah. hey, could you tell, you know, like, I just kind of like get, respected my elders, you yeah. know. These yeah. guys are like fucking living on this, you know living in flop houses and selling their blood and stuff like they're for real ass punk rockers. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're, say you're a teenager, say like 13, 14 years old and you're coming home from school and then get, get to your room. What, what What's your room? Like, like posters. What do, you, what do you, have up in the, in there?
1: i moved to the rec room, uh, in my, my, parents, my mom's base. My parents were divorced by this time. Yeah. Uh, so my posters would be, let's see, uh, uh, I had like a motorhead poster
2: yeah.
1: and let's, uh, I'm trying to think what else, uh, Oh fuck. That's a, such a great question. What posters uh, did I have stuck? I would, I remember uh, distinctly ordering away, like mailing away to England for Kerrangs. Oh yeah. And then the, the Kerrangs would have fold out posters, you know, like thin Lizzy, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, and, and whatever, you know, anything that looked remotely like these guys are like non-commercial and they're this is a heavy band
2: you yeah
1: know? yeah uh so what basically whatever kareem was pushing
2: yeah
1: they'd always have a color thing and i'd you know color centerfold night that would go right on the wall and then flyers you know little yeah local flyers uh i remember the one was like my friend's band grimace she yeah. said if Hill had a house band it would be grimace <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, so what kind of stuff was, was grimace
1: They were, like, kind of just, I think they were that band, The Hard Ons. I think they sounded a lot like The Hard Ons. Oh, all right, nice. Yeah, just, like, the local guys, and they're just, like, dudes are still around, still go to shows occasionally, and uh, and then Domestic Crisis, they were, like, you know, they were, like, a great hardcore band that ended up kind of going crossover, but, hey, they were doing it, they had demos, they had t-shirts and stickers, and that was, like, the fucking for real thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Skateboarded, one one guy had a mohawk, you know, right. like, holy shit.
0: <laughs> and, and you've, so, uh, I, you know, we're friends on uh, Facebook, and you had posted um, something about Grand Funk recently. Yeah, there's a picture of uh, Farner. Uh, and in the comments, I think you would talk about how you know, keeping your punk rock roots while, or keeping your rock roots while getting into punk rock, because a lot of kids would sort of disown their like past, you know, like, oh, I don't want anyone to know I liked Iron Maiden now that I like, you know, Minor Threat or whatever. But you've always sort of fl- flown that flag, right? And just been like, you know, this is good music and <laughs> whatever, right?
1: 100%. I always thought that was like a weird, to me, it always felt like, um, like when you join a religious cult and they like make you divest yourself out of 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 all your belongings right. and your and, and your books and then you know like everything is geared towards the cult right, right. i'm like well maybe i'll just kind of like hide this stuff but i i <laughs> fucking I, I love like not fragile by bto and i'm going to rip the riffs off at if at all possible play them backwards in a different octave but i love rock music and rock music is a wide umbrella that includes street punk japanese thrash hardcore etc pop punk it all is rock music to one degree or another uh but man when i was in the big in the straight edge thing like those guys in confront and stuff would bust on me to no end like yeah i <laughs> mean you still like that fucking boogie rock shit you know? i'm like yes I, I do man. yeah I, I, you know yes I, I do
0: yeah that stuff is still uh you know, it's, it, that stuff still holds up, you know? If it
1: ain't played on the radio, if there's chances are it's pretty good, you know?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of the... the old, I feel like it's a lot of the older bands sort of wore that stuff from their sleeve, like, you know, the Meat Men covered, uh, Razzamanaz by Nazareth. and
1: Oh, been totally. Great. Look at those, like, early, like, student uh, IDs of, like, Ian MacKay. Like, that dude was totally <laughs> in the dude, you yeah, know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I know, it's, it's so funny that... Of all the people that were like huge Nugent fans, it's Ian McKay, who must. You know, at this point, <laughs> he's probably like, "Fuck!" There's so many interviews out there with me talking about how much I love Ted Nugent, and, you know. Right. And,
1: you know. but you know, you know when the when the house gets quiet and dark, and his wife is out like fucking shopping for, you know, uh, like a vegan fucking gruel. <laughs> yeah. You know. And maybe he's got a weekend to himself, right? And he yeah. just turns the phone off. And he's like, "Fuck it, man! I'm putting on double live." Gonzo. Yeah, great way. Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, fine, zero fucks given. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, I always say that. I'm like, you know, as big as a piece of shit he is, I'm, I'm gonna ride for double live Gonzo forever. You know, like the, it's just a fucking good live record. And, the, and those first three or four records are, are good. I still listen to those. You know.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know art. Music, literature, if you start applying purity tests to any of it, you're going to have a, a, really a dearth of things to listen to or <laughs> yeah. enjoy. Because,
2: yeah.
1: I mean, going back to oh, fucking the Marquis State or who, who, yeah. whoever, I mean, art, literature, music, it's generally created by people who are very damaged.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So there's going to be a lot of ambiguous morality right. occurring there, you know?
0: yeah. Have you, uh, did you ever see Nugent?
1: Have I? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw Nugent. I saw yeah. Nugent in 79 at the World oh, nice. Series of Rock in Cleveland, nice. which was this big thing they did. Like, uh, They did these concerts, like these giant stadium concerts yeah. uh, that were native to Cleveland called the World Series of Rock. Oh, nice. Now, if you go on their wiki page, it's fucking hilarious because they're like, it's like, Finally, the World Series of Rock uh, concluded in 1980. It was discontinued uh, due to massive overdoses, roving gangs of rock fans. Uh, just you know, it sounds like fucking like Bosnia, just right. totally out of control. But, right. uh, my dad, in a Father of the Year move, why mm. he did this, I'm sure I have no idea, but he took me, and it was his cousin Carmine, someone else, one of those guys who worked at the barbershop took me to world series of rock in 79 uh and i was a kid like 11 12 years old so the headliners were aerosmith nugent uh who shared management journey mm-hmm. then lizzie damn acdc with Bon scott and making their first ever ever american appearance scorpions
0: Ah, oh, that's fucking crazy
1: so acdc went on at noon yeah and you can find it on YouTube yeah. and people are fucking throwing 80s at the band and they're just like <laughs> unbelievably great. Yeah. And so I'm watching all these bands and, um, you know, it's by the time Aerosmith and journey came on, I was, uh, <laughs> I was tired. My dad was like, Anthony, go sleep in the car. I yeah. we just went back, you know, he walked me back to the station. It was very parked in fucking road 21 section L, whatever, right. you know, here's the keys go fucking yeah. crash out. But I did see Nugent, and nice. I, I remember he swung from the, the lighting truss on a vine. <laughs> oh, yeah. and I'm like, Dad, I want to do this. And he's like, Anthony, you're going to be a barber like me. Just don't get any fucking funny ideas here.
0: <laughs> um, did he support you through it in doing music?
1: Yeah, my dad was totally cool. He was in Greaser Bands in, oh, the, in nice. the early 60s. Oh, wow. He was totally cool. He loved it. He thought it was, he supported me. He was, always thought it was cool. Yeah. Over the years, he came to a few shows. Oh, nice. Nothing but praise and support. And my mom was the polar opposite. Thought it was disgusting. Thought there was absolutely no redeeming value. Yeah. Uh, it's just even when I was in Japan playing these sold out shows and stuff, and I called, you know, like wanting to take, kind of like, hey, you know, I'm just, I'm here in Japan, you know, tonight sold out. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm late for my hiking club. She just, <laughs> just thought it was. I, my mom thought I was phase. a waste of potential. I love my mother, but she thought I just wasted my You could have been anything. You have Mensa level IQ, and you could have been an excellent lawyer, and you just threw it away for rock and roll, and I probably did. But my dad was supportive and thought it was cool, Yeah. and my mom thought it was despicable.
0: Yeah. It's usually the other way around, too. It's kind of.
1: It yeah pretty it. much yeah. right women are usually you know geared towards art and yeah. expression especially music but no way my mom had wanted nothing to do with it
0: yeah that's awesome yeah my my dad was in the worked uh for a&m records and so he no said, way yeah yeah in this in the 70s he was like a marketing promotions guy
1: It's amazing uh, so you do like jerry moss and stuff
0: yeah 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 he worked for uh Herb and Jerry Moss, yeah. So we, yeah, we, How we. fucking wild! Yeah, we grew up here, and then when I... so I was born in '69. Uh, I think you're maybe a year, year or so older than me, maybe.
1: Yeah, a year older.
0: Yeah, um, but when I was like seven, uh, you know, he was working for A and M, and he got transferred to L.A., and we moved out there for about five well, years. That,
1: well, that doesn't suck at all. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I mean the the stuff. It was like the height of sticks and Super Tramp, but also, you know, Frampton Comes Alive was, you know, he was, he's got that platinum record, at, you know, at his house and uh, for just being like a promo guy on that. But,
1: uh, Fantastic. Two, I just, you know, I just listened to his audio book and it's like, you know, fuck, at birth, you're issued, you know, in the burbs, man, you're issued Frampton Comes <laughs> Alive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But really, you know, it's like the stuff we laughed at as kids, like, yeah. dude, you know, fuck, man. Yeah we used to laugh at, like, everyone's class song was We've Only Just Begun by the Carpenters, right? right. And you're just like, the fucking Carpenters, these guys, <laughs> yeah. they should be murdered. And then it's like, you get older like, Karen Carpenter could sing like a fucking bird and yeah. P.S. she's one of the fucking greatest drummers. I like, know. You know, yeah. she was voted, I think for, I forget what year it was in Playboy, she was voted best drummer. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ, it's like, when it comes down to music is music, and yeah. I don't care if it's fucking like the Carpenters, like they had some cuts and Karen Carpenter was goddamn talented and, yeah. and Frampton. I mean, we've been bludgeoned to death by fucking do you feel <laughs> right? right? But yeah, you know, it's all, it's it's, it's all good in the hood. Man. Yeah. I have no guilty pleasures. Yeah. I don't either. I, yeah. I, I, I like, I like what I like and I'll fucking, I'll fucking play Zalo and then maybe I'll play a fucking Frampton cut. I could yeah. give a fuck. You yeah. Know.
0: Yeah, and he, I was going to, that, that audio, I just started doing the audiobook thing recently, and uh, just, it's just, just easy. I mean, I read and do the audiobooks, but that one's on my list. I have that one in my.
1: It's it's good. He's a very literate, very humble, well spoken man. And yeah. uh, the Humble Pie stuff is fascinating because, you know, like these bands, like Humble Pie were so big, and yeah. they that was the 70s architectural, architect, 70s framework where they just would break bands by touring them to death yeah right yeah. and the pie would like play these stadium shows and they're so huge and it's like they're completely forgotten now and stevie yeah. marriott might have been one of the top 10 rock vocals of all time you know? yeah
0: i know that's crazy that you know people like us know that but you know the average person couldn't tell you who the fuck no Mary no married clue it. at all no <laughs> you clue know? at all but he's you know he should be up there with anyone Robert fucking Plant or anything you know he's he's probably he's more talented than Robert Plant in my opinion but there was this
1: brief moment where like you were you were creating good you know FM progressive radio was playing like really good okay it was playing on the radio but it was it was still good and there yeah. were like deep long cuts and stuff yeah. that brief couple of years there was we'll never see the likes of that again yeah. you know
0: yeah yeah that's one of the things my dad's you know talks about is uh you know, A&M was one of the first labels, too, that would, and a lot of the, the major labels back then would, you know, Sticks had like seven albums before they had a hit. <laughs> you know, can you imagine that nowadays? Like, you oh, put they another you your bands. You're yeah. done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sorry, no hits. You know, they're like Super Tramp or any of these uh, bands. They would invest money and, and time into them and build them. And, you know. It,
1: it, yeah. And bands would be like, they would break in one area of the country and be like curtain jerkers and other like, like Jay Giles is big in Cleveland and like Boston yeah. and a few yeah. other cities. But other towns, they were just like unknown, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they were huge here, obviously. I, I I never saw them at their height. They did a reunion in the late 90s and they had Sim Kane from, uh, you know, Rollins Band playing drums. <laughs> and, no
1: uh, way, I didn't yeah. even know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was great.
1: But, wow. Wow. Uh, that's so, and also, so I wonder if your dad was, um, I mean, A&M signed, the, the first punk band signed a major label in America was the Dickies.
0: Yeah, yeah, my, my mother saw the, my mother saw the Dickies. No way. Which so was,
1: your yeah. mom saw fucking uh, Leonard with uh, the penis puppet during <laughs> yeah, Stewart.
0: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had, I, my brother just gave me the, a bag of old pictures and, uh. I was going to put a bunch up on Facebook, but one day we went to the A&M Records lot and uh, the tubes were there. So I have uh, these pictures of, like, Fee Wable in the... Uh, He used to have that character, (laughs) Quaalude. Yes. uh, Riding a bike. And there's, like, a woman there with, like, pasties on her. You know, we're fucking seven years old, eight years old, and, (laughs) you know, Cheech and Chong records and the tubes and stuff. So we we got exposed to that stuff pretty early, but... Yeah, we had the super uh,
1: interesting because you could have gone two ways. Like, yeah, you could have been like, you know, like a lot of people who had like these cool, progressive rock parents who are like, you know, like, hey, son, you know, like there's no rules here. Let's smoke a spliff together. Either like (laughs) the kids end up like a total degenerate, like the night stalker or something, or they totally rebel against it and become like fucking like, uh, you know, like, like like a like a corporate raider.
0: Yeah i know i always kind of think because my parents split up in like 80 and we my brother and i came back here and i always wonder if we had stayed out there if i would have discovered hardcore you know because we you know we were obviously getting into like the police and the you know yeah that kind of stuff but you know it wasn't until i met that kid like in 83 that i kind of really started uh, you know getting into hardcore and stuff and Pretty
1: I, amazing, man. Right. I mean, I know it's like the butterfly effect. Like, what yeah. if I had like turned down the street this day? And then, like, <laughs> yeah, what if fucking like Lennon hadn't called McCartney at like two in the morning? Yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd, like we'd be all listening to the fucking Dave <laughs> Clark Five. You know? you know, right? It's a cool Neil Hamburger.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you think? Some of the the punk rock bands that were real influenced by like the hard rock stuff. Like you talked about, like the first wave of punk rock. Uh, some examples of
1: well you know all the uk street punk stuff is yeah. like really rooted in pub rock uh, yeah. and i love all that stuff even like the third tier bands like m- with maybe even sketchy political ideologies yeah. uh, ideologies i that stuff i have a soft spot uh, soft spot uh, for like all those bands that were like on like on the streets comp yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's just so i mean the english the, the british really patented the fucking that street rock anthemic
0: yeah the anthemic uh, and, the and those
1: bands were all like you know they all grew up fucking listening to Slade and Quo and stuff like that yeah uh, as far as American bands I I don't know man uh, yeah.
2: I mean,
1: certainly Black Flag there's yeah. no question there yeah um but I mean what about RKL I mean not a first wave band but I mean rock and roll nightmare is just shredding right like, uh, it's one of my favorite records yeah um, yeah
0: that's an, uh, an not talked enough in a a band Toxic
1: Reasons of course I mean one of my favorite bands too those guys I mean I talk you know Ed is a friend of mine those guys were all like fucking Heshers you know DOA I mean DOA were all fucking I mean they covered fucking you know like taking care of business and you know
0: have you heard this current band Sweat out of uh, Los Angeles
1: they're called Sweat yeah no no <laughs> it's a,
0: idea it's a, so it's a, fem- uh, a female vocalist and it's sort of like the modern like west coast hardcore but then they just have these sort of ACDC, dc like just there's definitely a, like a the guitar player shreds you know not and not like overplays you know like wank stuff but uh it's, it's i'll send you a, a couple songs it's, it's it's definitely good. They're getting a little buzz right now, and you know I don't follow that much new stuff. But I heard them. And I was like, "Wow, this is actually really good." It's you know different because it's got that influence in it, and uh, you don't really hear that, especially from young people. So it's cool to hear that coming yeah, some from young uh,
1: I'm, I'm, yeah. I love female vocals. Always yeah. I've been a, a freak for female vocals. I'll tell you who I fucking love. Yeah, who I think are fantastic. Uh, a female vocalist, and they almost uh, at some of their songs first of all, all the players are great mm-hmm. and they have like a ver- really variety of uh, not every single song sounds the same, but this band A Giant Dog from Austin yeah. like I fucking love that band and they, like some of their stuff almost has like a 50s, almost like a doo-wop type fucking huh. feel to it nice. they're they're killer, she can sing her ass off but there's plenty of aggro uh, witty wordplay you know, like oh, I forget the one song it's like, you know, like uh you know like uh, will you love me when when i have saying tits and my jeans are split i mean that's pretty witty <laughs> but there's, yeah i mean that that record pile is like really fantastic
0: yeah did you ever get into monster magnet like their early stuff Fuck yeah, yeah. oh
1: my god totally yeah
0: Those those first few records are so fucking good
1: fantastic man uh, i've seen them a, a, a couple times they I think they'll me you and know, I haven't seen him since the '90s, but I I remember they did uh, uh, "Master of the Universe" by Hawkman for about 20 minutes. Oh nice like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think I yeah they did "Brainstorm" one time when I saw him. And then, brainstorm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. And then they covered uh, "Sin's a Good Man's Brother."
1: Ah, on yeah. and they did a flag cover too. I swear. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean that dude's totally steeped in like all things rock. <sighs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And And I love Earthless, too, and they have nothing to do with punk rock. Well, Mario Rubicavo's the drummer, but, I mean, that's just a... There's hardly any songs there. It's just an excuse for (laughs) fucking Josh to go fucking ape shit, you know? Channel Trower.
0: Yeah, I saw them a few years ago, and it was literally like... They had Jay Mascus uh, touring with them, and it was just... non-stop guitar solo for, you know, 45 <laughs> minutes. It was great. You know, they're a good band. Definitely. But,
1: you know, I like it all. It's like yeah, hardcore. I'm not, like, fully immersed in it. But the good thing about the, all this stuff is just when you think you're like, oh, Mr. Jaded, I've seen all this stuff, and I've seen it when it was good, there's always a band that'll just kick your dick yeah. in the dirt when you're least expecting yeah. it. You're like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm back I, I found the religion again. Yeah, you know?
0: I know. I I did that because uh, I, I keep blowing shows off, and I, I just bought tickets to see uh, Verbal Assaults playing here next month, and I'm definitely not going to miss that one. You, you saw that in, uh, out there, right?
1: We had them here. Like, yeah. I helped a guy, uh, this guy Brian from Rhode Island, uh, do that show here, but then I, I ended up not being able to go. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. So I I did not see them. Yeah. Um, okay. But fuck, I mean, yeah. Two stupendous records from the, those guys. Yeah. I would have liked. I, that was. I was actually really looking forward to it, but. Yeah. For one reason or another, I didn't end up being able to go.
0: Yeah, I know. I I do that
1: <laughs> constantly.
0: So, but I end up, you know, going to way less shows nowadays just because of life or whatever. But uh, you know, the Circle Jerks were here a little while ago with Seven Seconds and. Uh, Negative approach, and I blew that one off.
1: <laughs> I went, although I was thinking, you know, I love Second, Seven Seconds so much, and they were like, I, you know, we played shows with Na, and I've seen them a bunch of times, and yeah. of course the jerks are great, but I really want to see Seven Seconds, but they all had COVID, so they, yeah. Oh, they,
0: yeah,
1: Cleveland was one of the shows, the dates that they had to drop off of.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that was one of those bands I saw. I don't know the one of the last. It was one of the right before they broke up the last time or whatever, like. 10 years ago or seven years ago or something. And I hadn't gone to a show in years. And then I went to see them and I was like, yeah, I'm still into hardcore and, you know,
1: right. A hundred percent. They're <laughs> always like a baptism, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the, so you go to a lot of big rock shows too, though. Um, I always enjoy when you, <laughs> you live post from those shows. <laughs> it's always fun. It's a
1: ridiculous. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like just witty observations or hopefully witty. I don't know, you know, but, um, you know what the fuck here's the thing i'm not like i'm not really judging people because it's like there's there's a joy in being there's a joy for someone who's just like i'm going to the show i'm wearing fucking american flag zoo bars, <laughs> i'm like you know i have a t-shirt shirts says it ain't gonna lick itself <laughs> and and i you know i'm fucking hanging my shingle out yeah i i, I, I have not a care in the world and I'm enjoying myself. And meanwhile, the guy who's sitting there snarkling, snarkly right. commenting on it, like, you know, like, that's the guy with the hang-up, you know? Yeah, yeah, like
0: fuck that guy. That's yeah. the
1: guy who's not having pure joy of music yeah. in his surroundings. So you tell me who's who's winning and who's the dickhead, you yeah.
0: know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I got over that thing years ago. Like, the <laughs> you know, just like, you know, because, I don't know, these people are here fucking enjoying themselves, and, you know, you go to a lot of... Uh, Punk shows and there's a lot of people with folded arms, you know, like
1: Oh, I know, I know, I know, like like you know, you can practically see the the wheels in their head turning like Right you know well uh 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 you know there's almost like trying to think of like you know, like is there is this person cancelable is there right anything? yeah right a shred
0: yeah, yeah right a shred of
1: anything in the past that i could fucking <laughs> right, like, go online yeah. and fucking crucify this yeah. dipshit about you know yeah i don't want any part of it it's very very negative and yeah god knows i've had enough negativity in my life yeah and it's it's
0: just good to go and enjoy that shit a few years back yeah. my buddy and i went to see uh Deep Purple and B O C toured together. That was, pro- was probably ten years ago or something. We had initially went to see B O C. Deep Purple, I wasn't that excited for without Blackmore, but um, yeah. B O C sucked. That night. I don't know. They just they didn't. Have, they played forty minutes, and they did like they had Rudy Sarzo playing bass, and he did a a bass solo ah. <laughs> where he like incorporated like in the still of the night and Crazy Train and metal, you know, he had, like, this little medley of all, which was kind of cool. fucking terrible. But it was just, yeah. For a 40-minute set, why are you doing solos, you know?
1: And I've uh, seen him a bunch of times, because BOC are a band. Okay, my friend Blackie, like, he's a total BOC fan. He's like, dude, I've seen him at a baby food festival. (laughs) I've seen him at, like, every fucking rib-burn-off, county fair, corporate thing, like, uh, and I've seen him a bunch of times, and and they were like always pretty good. But yeah, yeah. They they are a band that needs to pay their phone bill. So yeah. I don't fucking <laughs> yeah. doubt that they just fucking phoned it in. Yeah, that they phoned it
0: in. Yeah. And then <laughs> and Ian Gillen that night was I was like, wow, fuck, they killed it. And Steve Morse so I was like, okay.
1: Oh yeah, I just, it, I've yeah. seen them several times over the past few years. Last time I saw, them sucked. They yeah. sucked. Yeah. It was uh, Winter uh, opened?
0: Yeah, that's I saw that tour. Was that? Alice Cooper, too, on that one? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah.
1: Alice Cooper is, like, fantastic. I mean, yeah. that's like going to the best Vegas show possible. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um,
0: yeah, and those, and those are fun to just go, and, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, this, all the fucking Denny's waitresses are <laughs> off tonight, <laughs> and, you know, this is, you're not going to be able to find any Marlboro Lights in any of the stores around the area, ah. just because they're all in this venue tonight but
1: uh yeah it's like it's like leasing agents gone wild
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i don't i I can't i don't have guilty pleasures or you know irony with that kind of stuff i just you know no not at all man
1: and there's great hardcore bands and great punk bands this day that maybe i don't think they're like you know i'm biased well it was better in my day but right the people who came before me say the same thing yeah so but to those people doing it now, uh, this is their salad days and this is the best shit that's ever existed. Yeah. Who am I to fucking yeah. shit on that? Yeah. I have
0: no one. I know. I see like footage of like current hardcore bands uh, playing and the the crowds going fucking nuts and you know this you know 900 people under like an overpass in LA and ah. uh, and you know people are like oh that band sucks fuck this, the hardcore is lame. No and I'm like how is it lame this like 715 year old kids there having like the time of their life, which is what I did when I saw you know DOA the first time or whatever, you know, Scream or Youth of Today 100% and, uh,
1: man, yeah, so. I'd, I'd, I'd want my you know, I'd be uh secretly fucking jumping for joy if my 17 year old was like <sighs> fully into turnstile,
0: yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, have you gotten into that band at all?
1: I never heard a lick of their music. Yeah. I know they're very popular. Yeah. I know that they're on, like... They're, like, on... M- like get mentioned on NPR and stuff, Yeah,
0: so. Yeah, they're definitely probably the biggest of hardcore... You know, that's come out of the hardcore scene at this point, I think, that outside of, like, the older bands like AF and Sick of It All and those those guys yeah. that are still kind of plodding Well, along. good for
1: them. They probably don't have to go to work in the morning, <laughs> so they to, to fucking... Exactly. Got one over on me. Yeah. Good for them.
0: I know. Yeah, the weeknight shows at this point I can uh you you put some some of these older bands uh that are like not as big names from Cleveland. Like Circus was one, I think. You talked Circus
1: about- is there early, early 70s uh hard rock yeah. band from Cleveland. Yeah. Who have an awesome single called uh it's like stop look and listen. It's killer, man. It's yeah. a killer song.
0: Yeah. And so, bands like that, where would they play? Just clubs or?
1: Yeah, small, there was. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. When I. Uh, okay, so. There ended up being a chain of these clubs called the Agora, but they started in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. There was a Toledo Agora. There was a, a floor, one in Florida. There was a Youngstown Agora. Uh, they were all over the place, okay? So, I came right out of the cusp where. Okay, so late 70s, you have no cable TV. Yeah. It's 18 to drink beers. Yeah. Um, all people did is, uh, and also car culture was always very big here in Cleveland. So you, you had a hot rod, you, you built your Chevelle, right? Yeah. And you uh, And you went to Agora to see these local bands, some covers, but original bands too. Yeah. Um, and the Agora, like, these bands would play, like, um, God, i'm trying to think of the bands now uh they would play like every wednesday night to like, five six seven hundred people yeah that's you crazy. know that was what you did yeah and uh you know there's there was the agora you know like, like i said the painsville agora youngstown agora Cleveland Agora, and there's a, a couple other clubs cyrus Erie, and yeah. uh, uh uh whatever but uh spanky's yeah. um but yeah, it was a big fucking thing. And in my dad's era, the big thing that they took seriously, seriously as fuck, because bands were formed in neighborhoods, right? Yeah. So these bands would play these battle of the bands, and oh, they yeah. took that shit seriously for yeah. bragging rights, yeah. you know? Yeah, it battle of the bands. It neighborhood pride,
0: you yeah. Know? yeah, I remember it around uh, the 4th of July every year in Swampscott, where I, where I grew up, when we came back from California, they would have these... Uh, like an all-star band and it would, it would have that guy Fran Sheen from uh, Boston because he, he lived in Swamp Scott and ah. like one of the guys from like the Joe Perry Project and, you know, they would do, you know, Mustang Sally and, you know, that kind <laughs> nice of stuff.
1: But it was, funny. I saw know. them at the Agora Joe oh, Perry Project. Oh, did you? Oh, nice. Yeah, they used to have these things on uh, WMMS, the big progressive rock station that, uh, used to be a real powerhouse like BCN, you know, Yeah. Um, a real tastemaker, you know, they broke like Rush and Hall and Oates and Bowie in America. Um, but I saw that uh, they did this thing during the week called the coffee break concert that started at noon and it was broadcast live on the air. And it was at the Agora. It was a dollar one to get it, and it featured a lot of bands on their way up. And I had a vocational classes and I, got out of school at like 11:30 so i just take the bus down there and i saw joe perry project at the hot coffee bright concert and those first couple of records are pretty fucking yeah. good
0: yeah you know he's torn right now
1: god man he he looks like the sea hag man it's just <laughs> i know just well, this just a... retire on a beach and do cocaine you know just <laughs>
0: yeah. stop please and just stop you won't believe who's singing for him it's uh, Who? uh gary Yeah. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I know. But so, someone posted a video, and it literally sounds like he, and it's like whoever filmed it was, like, right up front in front of uh, Perry. <laughs> and, his, <laughs> and it's just, it doesn't sound like he's playing the same song the other guys are playing. It's fucking terrible. But then another friend saw him. They, they opened for uh, ZZ Top. So they did some smaller club shows, and then they, they did this show with ZZ Top here. Uh like two weeks ago, and I heard that was good, but the the club one was. Uh, <laughs> I saw some footage of it, and this is a weird lineup: Gary Sharon, Joe Perry. I don't know who the other
1: guys were. It's but. it's, it's got be it's got to be rough, you know. It's it's got to be rough when it's twenty twenty two, and <laughs> yeah. you're the you're John Butcher, and you're like fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's either this or we're fucking work at the market basket. You yeah, know?
0: yeah, yeah. John Butcher is still. uh, I'm friends with a guy that that does a lot of booking out here and he, he's constantly promoting different, uh, John butcher, like a ah. shows and this and that. And I don't know. I never really got into him, but people, people love him, you know? And it's the yeah. same thing. It's like people that went to those shows in their twenties and thirties. And now they're, you know, 60 and they want to relive that stuff. So who am I to? Yeah, to
1: exactly. At, who, you know? who am I to, you know, fuck man. No. Uh, Yeah. Michael Stanley is the biggest thing in the world around here. And he went out with his boots on still playing and fuck, man. Uh, uh, what's his name? Eric Carmen until he got, I guess he's in real bad shape. health wise, but yeah, same thing, you know, I mean, Hey, that guy fucking, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that, uh, there's a lot of panties that, uh, came off, uh, in backseat to fucking Chevelle's to go all the way, you know? Yeah. So no one can say that about anything I ever wrote. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, with all due respect to all the stuff you, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and then lastly, th- so there's this show coming up. I, I saw in Cleveland with uh, the James gang with Jimmy Fox and, and Dale Peters are, are playing. Uh, and it's with nine inch nails, the black keys in the Breeders, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening Dave in Columbus. Yeah. And, and that's some... It looks like it's a, a good... It's like a veteran's benefit they do every year, I guess. Um, I'm
1: 100% going to try to go to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The James Gang are like, man, uh, fuck. Yeah. That's rides good again point. is such a killer record, man. And it's like the three guys. So yeah. I don't know what Dave Grohl's doing. I hope he just fucking stays out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's. I mean, it's. Look at it this way. Okay, in five years, will there be any arena rock band like shows that I know? That you would. I mean, who who will be left to go see that yeah. even has a shred of credibility? Yeah, you know? I know. Just. I mean.
0: It's true. I mean, they're they're definitely dying off. You know, I you know Iron Maiden. Uh, you know, I, I go see them every time they come through, and it's always a good time. And Priest. Me too. You know? But now it's like.
1: You know, the tickets are the yeah. pre seal tickets are gone. You know, yeah. all the bots buy the tickets. Yeah, that yeah, sucks. I'm, if I'm paying $100, I, I, I don't think I've ever paid $100 to see a band ever. Yeah. That's like, that's a cheap seat nowadays yeah. for I know. that kind of stuff. And I just,
0: I can't, I just yeah. can't do it. Yeah. You know, yeah, Maiden's coming here, I think, in October or something. Yeah, I'm not going to go because it, it's like, like the cheapest tickets were like 130 bucks or something. That's like before the, the fees. So I, I just, uh, I can't do that. You know,
1: like so brutal. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. I, 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 I've had this conversation several times, uh, recently. So things that, you know, like entertainment starting in like vaudeville, you know, to mm. silent movies to then, uh, this, Popular pop pop music and then hard rock and metal, mm-hmm. all this stuff was geared towards the peasant class, the working class. It yeah. was cheap, escapist entertainment yeah. designed to take our minds off of like you know how badly the the working people yeah. are getting fucked. Right, yeah, you got to toss them a crumb so yeah. they don't march on fucking on the Capitol. Yeah, but now that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. There is no cheap entertainment for the yeah. masses. Yeah. It no. just forget about it. You, like baseball, sporting, you know, you can classify sports in the, in the same, you know, in the same category. Yeah. Like, fuck dude. When I was like, uh, even in, in the nineties, like the super bowl was like the halftime show was like up with people. Right. Oh, I this ups, was a yeah. year. There's like cheap entertainment for the masses. You know, opiate for the masses, right? To keep our minds off of like fucking uh, poly, like, uh, politicians screen us and all this kind of stuff. Now, that doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, So, I mean, it's just fucked up. You forget about it. like, oh, I'm going to go spend $7 to see Iron Maiden, you know, in Fastway. That that doesn't exist. Now it's like, fuck, man. You have to practically see your bank officer for a fucking second mortgage.
0: Yeah. On the, on the other side of that, though, you can see, you know, Michael Shanker for $60, and you might even meet him, <laughs> you know? You might, like, at least say hi to him, you know, at the merch table or something, or he might, like, you know, he might have to pay $5 or something, but some of those yeah. are are coming around again, but the,
1: the bigger ones are just out of reach <sighs> for me. Guitar-oriented like, rock music is, I hate to say it, but... It's, it's day is done, Yeah, you know? Yeah,
0: I don't it's think It's day there's is any, done. Yeah, there's not going to be another, like, ACDC or something that's filling, a, a, you know, the Foo Fighters. I mean.
1: No, this thing had a run of 50 years, yeah. and uh, yeah. the getting was good for a long time. A whole, Not a whole lot changed, say if this is in 1955, right? Not yeah. a whole lot changed for 40 years I know, in, right? in the way... Yeah. Rock and entertainment was marketed, and, yeah. and how affordable it was. And yeah. uh, forty years is a good run. I wish it would continue forever, but yeah. uh, you cannot stop what they call progress. So, yeah. uh, but I think we're all getting priced out of any yeah anything affordable, anything yeah. affordable, and anything street level.
0: Yeah, and you never, and uh, for a long time, maybe because I worked in record stores and all that kind of shit, but there was always free tickets around. But nowadays, you know, I don't know anyone in, in any... And I wouldn't, you know, be, especially the bands I go see, I wouldn't ask to get on the guest list for, you know, verbal assault or you know, something like that, you know. These guys just trying to make a little extra money, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, there's... You know, I have negotiable morals, but uh, sure, I'm not going to try to, you know, uh, slide into... The, even though I you know... <laughs> being a somewhat of a name around this town i I really don't have to pay if i don't want to but yeah it's pretty it's pretty gauche to try to get into the guest list of fucking you know some street level band but yeah i don't know i don't know where it's all going uh i got maybe 10 more years to live so who the fuck knows what i'm gonna see but (laughs) at least i got the tail you know, like in that Sopranos episode where Tony's all like, you know, you ever feel, you know, he's he's lamenting like the, the, the demise of the mob. And he's like, yeah. you ever get the feeling you came in at the tail end of something good? I kind of felt like that my whole life. Yeah,
0: I know. I feel like that with hardcore because I, I came in like, you know, in that first show I saw, it was January of 84, I think. And you know the misfits there's that famous you know you can see the video of the misfits at the channel with gangrene and or Jerry Scott ah. that footage and uh, you know that was in like six months before that minor threat was here, you know <laughs> so I mean, I
1: obviously got to see a lot of amazing shows, but uh yes, you did, and you were in a hotbed of great music and great uh yeah. art and college radio and everything else,
0: yeah, yeah. I wouldn't trade
1: any of it. Have any uh, like interesting choke stories?
0: (laughs) I have ones I can tell you after we stop recording.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I brought brought him to Cleveland for the first time ever. He was a very nice guy. Yeah, no, he's not very nice. He was very. He didn't say a whole lot, but he was he was easy to do business with, and uh, it was the biggest. At that time, it was the most I ever paid a band, which which was eight hundred dollars, and I was shitting my pants, wondering yeah. if I could make the guarantee. But it was no problem. Yeah. Mark McKay, nicest guy in the world. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, he's he's a sweetheart, good good buddy of mine.
1: He he
0: was on the the podcast. I he had the other, uh, but uh...
1: what was his oi band again?
0: Oh, Stars and Stripes.
1: That's a band I want to see do, yeah. right? Living in a run room basement. <laughs> no one wants to marry a loser like you. <laughs> Yeah, a buddy,
0: a buddy of mine found in uh, Danvers, Mass, which was, you know, on the North Shore where, where I grew up. and uh, But they were behind, like, a, a sporting goods store, and there was next to a dumpster a box of 20 <laughs> with Stars and Stripes <laughs> records. Here's, like, in the 90s they found them. And uh, I think it was near the store that Al uh, worked <laughs> with uh, the guy from Boston there, Sibs so i don't know if they were on their way there or, or what the story is with there but yeah it's so random but that was he, he tours that band i think he does shows where it's slap shot songs and stars and stripes songs yeah
1: well at this point i'm sorry i haven't mean, i i feel bad for all your listeners out there in podcast land that i haven't dropped any deep knowledge on uh you know like uh <laughs> us hegemony in the middle east or uh uh <laughs> You know, uh, has woke academia gone too far? But, uh, (laughs) you know, quite honestly, you know, I'm eating some noodles and noodles and watching uh, Memphis Wrestling from 93 in the background, and I just don't give a... Yeah,
0: I know. Just talk to
1: someone smarter than me, like Martine or something, you know. I just like rock music and wild shit,
0: Yeah, that's why I wanted to talk to you. I thought, you know, you've done a lot of interviews you know, talking about your life and hardcore and all your bands. So I thought it'd be cool to talk about rock music and just other shit. And I'm a, a very, stuff. uh,
1: I'm very untraditional traditionalist, I guess. Yeah. No, I like,
0: I like that. I'd rather have that than just, you know, I've done a million of these podcasts where I'm like, okay, where did you grow up? Where did you, you know? Right. Sure. Right. And,
1: uh... yeah, I don't know. Uh, here's the thing, you know, uh, sometimes, just things can be fun for fun's sake, and they don't, yeah, you know. Yeah. Obviously, look. If I didn't have like the same shared basic ethics that we all do, mm-hmm. I would have just fucking been in a Journey cover band. Yeah, I got into punk for a reason, obviously, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I, I just not everything has to have some like a fucking deep, yeah, socio political impact. Yeah. I leave that. I always used to say, like, you know. Like, after the revolution comes, I'll just be in the band that plays the after party. How about that? it's my contribution. I know. It's all, you know, I like a Big Ten philosophy. And that's when I started going to shows. There was more freakers and and weirdos and outrageous characters. A lot of that's missing now because it's very codified. And Jesus Christ, people are so scared of... uh, Individualism is a dirty word. And uh, I am a staunch individualist. And uh, I'm sure... Sure, some some woman is wagging her finger right now as we speak at me. (laughs) The the default setting for a guy like me is literally Hitler. But (laughs) hey, so so be it, man. Can't have a good baby face without a good heel, and I'll be the heel all day long. Whatever. As long as you pay at the door. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks. even given a shit to ask yeah i appreciate you yeah thank you christian i really appreciate it and thanks for everyone for listening i hope i hope i wasn't too much of a fucking jerk off so (laughs) hopefully you're entertained and you got a couple cheap belly laughs
0: there we go awesome
1: all righty later man all right good good night Bye.